This show is produced and hosted by Mark Weber. The show is sponsored by G3 Apparel. The views expressed in the following program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinion of 710 WOR or iHeartMedia. Who is Mark Weber? He's a self-made business executive here to help you find your success. From the New York City projects to the Avenue Montaigne in Paris, his global success story in the luxury world of fashion is inspirational. He's gone from clerk to CEO twice. Mark is classic proof that the American dream is alive and well. Here's your host of Always in Fashion, Mark Weber. There'll be nothing left for no one. If you don't stop living your life, this is Mark Webber, and this week of nothing else was shocking. I spent 30 years of my career building brands at PVH, and in one felt swoop, it was announced this week that PVH sold its heritage brands, Van Usen and Izod. I want to have the announcement read to you. I think you need to hear it. PVC Corporation to exit Heritage Brands business with the sale of Izod, Van Heusen, Arrow, and Jeffrey Bean Brands to Authentic Brands Group. The PVH Corporation announced today that it has entered into a definitive agreement to sell certain intellectual property and other assets of its Heritage Brands business to Authentic Brands Group and will exit its Heritage Brands business. The cash purchase price for the transaction is approximately $220 million dollars. The transaction includes the Izod, Van Heusen, Arrow, and Jeffrey Bean brand trademarks. Stefan Larson, Chief Executive Officer, PVH Corporation, commented, This was a difficult decision, as we recognize that our heritage brand's business provided the resources that laid the foundation and gave us the opportunity to build PVH into one of the largest fashion companies in the world today. We have been proactively optimizing our heritage brand's business over the past few years while focusing on allocating resources to higher return businesses to maximize shareholder value. We believe ABG is well positioned to develop and invest in these brands for their future success. Mr. Larson continued, We continue to execute on our accelerated recovery priorities across our businesses globally. This transaction reflects our commitment to driving our next chapter of sustainable, profitable growth focused on the Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger brands, our international markets, driving product strength with increased pricing power and margin expansion, and winning in the marketplace through supercharging e-commerce. I'm not happy. You see, it all starts with honesty and it starts with caring. You have to care. You have to be vested in the outcome. Someone needs a vision. That someone needs to direct a plan. Then you need talent. That's where it fell apart. Matching the vision to the caring to the talent. Back to caring. No matter what, you must succeed. There's no excuses. No one's dealt the perfect hand. You just have to know what must be done. Do you have enough confidence to know what you don't know? Does your ego get in the way to ask for help? Does your ego know when you must ask for help or get help? Back to caring. You have to believe in history. You have to appreciate the legacy. You have to recognize the generations of people that came before you, that cared. They were talented. They handed you the heritage that they were a part of building. PVH just failed. There's no other way to say it. They sold the legacy brands. The owners and founders of Van Usen, the acquirers of Izod, failed Period. Spin it any way you must. They sold out. They let the legacy go. 
They failed to continue to protect the heritage brands. I know I was there. The company was part of my legacy and I theirs. And I know who was there before me. I was entrusted. My forefathers in business, and there were many, cared. I was mentored by them, taught by them, inspired by them, trained to deliver and protect the legacy. They were committed. I was committed. They had a vision. They left me a future. They left us a future. I left the company, and I left a future. Yes, you will have a very successful surviving company. PVH owns Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger, and perhaps will enjoy higher multiples from the street. Yes, you will hear. The cash generated will buy other brands, and the new company will be even stronger. But I got news for you. There were heritage brands, and you'll read that they were a distraction. The problem is you don't get to choose. You were entrusted with a heritage, and you blew it. When will the heritage of Calvin Klein or Tommy Hilfiger be at risk in favor of the next cute brand? When I left PVH, the heritage brands were earning far in excess of $100 million a year. In investment parlance, if you were to sell the company then, a 10 times multiple on those sales, on those earnings, that company would have sold for more than a billion dollars and then some. ABG, my son's company of all companies, bought the assets of the brand for only $220 million. It's ironic, of course. My life's work prior to LVMH, my contribution to the heritage goes to my son and his company to manage. His CEO sees the value, but do they care? That's the question. I care. I was trusted to continue the heritage. I care. Now, I've been out of PVH for 15 years. I've never said a negative word until now. You failed. PVH, you failed to protect the brands for which you were entrusted. All your brands are your children. You don't get to pick which ones you like. You had a responsibility, but apparently you didn't have the talent to follow through. You failed. And I could say without a question of a doubt, if I was there, it wouldn't have happened. PVH is cleaning house now. All those legacy people are being let go. Many people are let go. Much of the management are being retired. I don't blame the new guy, Stefan Larson. He's entitled to his vision. He's the new CEO. But I can't help it. Enough people are writing me, telling me how sad it is to see what happened to these once great brands. What happened to the legacy of these heritage brands? Of course, led by the Van Usen Company, Phillips Van Usen. I feel bad for the Phillips family. First, the name was relegated to a P. Phillips Van Usen became PVH. Now Van Usen sold for a bargain? I'm not happy. PVH, you had a responsibility. You know who you are, and you knew what you did. I'm long gone. I'm forgotten. My name has been sandblasted off of every achievement. Keep in mind, you don't go to clerk, to president, to board member, to CEO without some accomplishments. I must have done something. Yeah, I care. Under my watch, that which has been voided, forgotten, left unsaid, the heritage brands were strong. I didn't get to pick and choose. Yeah, I was there. I was part of the team that bought Calvin Klein. Sure, Calvin Klein was exciting. It's also probably too easy to build. It was a gimme. It was amazing. 
But all the brands, they were all my children. And now you failed, however you spin it. <clears throat> well, I had to say it that way. I'm sorry. Anybody offended? Too bad. I don't mean to do that. But anyway, speaking of children, my son, co-host, and lawyer, Jesse Weber. You sound like you're taking this one kind of personally tonight. <laughs> Wouldn't you? You've never, you've never said a word publicly about leaving Van Usen. I'm still really not. Other than to say, call it as it is, they failed to protect the heritage brands. That's it. Uh, okay, I, I, look, I think you're allowed to vent on this one. I understand it. But you know what's interesting? You know what's remarkable? That these brands that you grew up with, you're going to Jared's company, my brother, your son, your other son. Isn't that incredible? It's ironic. It's incredible. And yes, I have two sons, two brands, if you will. But the point is, did you ever feel I favored the other brother over you? Did you ever feel a lack of interest from me? Did you ever feel me rushing and not giving you time for you to be successful and have a happy life? No, you, you had different relationships with us, but you never made, favored one of us. You never loved one of us more. Nothing like that. I always felt on equal footing. You made it very clear. And what you do for one, you do for the other. You've done that not just with us. It's actually interesting. So Ina, Jared's wife, my sister-in-law, whenever there's a disagreement between her or Jared and you get involved, you would never know whose father you were. You wouldn't know if you were Jared's father or Ina's father because you don't take sides. You listen to both arguments and you give your opinion. Equal footing to both. That actually came from my grandpa, my grandpa Joe, my mom's dad. He was the same way. Whenever you got into a fight with mommy, you always told me you would never know that he was mommy's father because sometimes he would side with you, sometimes he would side with mommy. He looked at the situation dispassionately. That's the point I want to make. Yes, Calvin Klein, an amazing brand. Tommy Hilfiger, amazing brand. But so is Van Usen, so is Izod, so is the other brands. And I've taken it personally. But in my family life, I've never treated any of the children any different. They're all my children. When I look at these radio shows, do I have favorites? Perhaps, but they're all my children. I have to love every show we do. That's the point. PVH sold out. They sold the heritage. Now it's just a company. There's no 150-year history anymore. There's no legacy. I wish you good luck. Till the next time. But I want to talk about caring and why I am concerned for what happens going forward. All companies, of course, are involved and about people. All companies are about doing the right thing. But people have to care. That's why I started with talking about caring. The other day, on the weekend, I was invited with the boys to Westchester Country Club to play golf. We're friends with one of the members, Paul Rosengard. He's a great guy. He invited us for a day of golf. Paul and I got in a business conversation, and we started to talk about, of all things, compromising. And we had this conversation. At the end, he said, don't ever give up. And I thought about that, and I wasn't quite sure what he was talking about because I've never given up on anything in my life. I've never given up. But I thought it rang a bell and it got me to thinking. You see, after we played golf, we went to their beach club to have a casual dinner, Paul and the family, sit by the ocean, eat casual food, enjoy ourselves and just hang out. But you see, I care. I mentioned when I saw the light lifting from COVID that I've been excited about getting dressed for the first time in a very long time. 
Bear with me, this is a fashion show in certain essence. I was excited. So I thought about, what am I going to wear for this casual dinner? And I gave it a great deal of thought. And I would tell you, I would call this story the sweater, because that's how I labeled it. After I left, I was driving home in the car. I was in the back seat. The boys were driving. And I started to construct a response to Paul about not giving up. And I called it the sweater. I wore a beautiful linen sweater that evening. The color was extraordinary, one of the best blues I've ever seen. It was navy royal blue and had three white stripes on the sleeve, kind of like a varsity sweater. I've always liked varsity-looking sweaters, maybe perhaps because I went to a city school in New York and I never got to go to out-of-town college. So varsity has always felt something for me. I wore it with a beautiful pair of white linen and cotton pants. By the way, when you talked about, you know, you're going out to dinner, we've been inside for a while, what am I going to wear? I imagine you kind of like when Batman like gave up the cowl and then he comes back in and he opens up the suits that he hasn't seen in forever. Like he goes down to the Batcave, he's got 50 of the suits just lined up. You have 50 white pants ready to go. You return to the world, my white linen pants. I did. I, I thought about it. I picked a specific pair of pants that fit me beautifully that I really loved. Slim in its fit. I happen to be slim now. If you follow the show, you know that. They matched the white and the stripes and the sweater and the varsity letters perfectly. I wore custom-made wingtip white shoes. I wore a submanner royal blue Rolex watch. For those of you who are in the know, you know which watch I'm talking about. Those of you who are not, they call it the Smurf. Short for it's the blue that you see the Smurfs wear. And everything matched impeccably. And the point is, I did this for a casual beachside dinner with the family. And I wrote this to Paul. The point being, I care. I don't compromise. I don't give up. I don't settle. And my former friends at PVH sold out. They sold their legacy. They sold the history of the company, the Van Usen company, to my son's company. And I wonder, will they care? Let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to unpack this some more. Always in fashion. It's Mark Weber, host of Always in Fashion. Carl Lagerfeld was one of the world's most celebrated fashion icons. His creative genius still is through with his Karl Lagerfeld Paris collection. Karl Lagerfeld was known for his artistry, his photography, and his fashion design. He was a brilliant, brilliant creator. And he was also known for his cutting-edge and aspirational and inspirational approach to style and life. Included in the Karl Lagerfeld Paris collection is women's ready-to-wear, accessories, shoes, and bags. Karl Lagerfeld also offers a wide range of watches, eyewear, and premium fragrances. The Karl Lagerfeld brand is there for you to be different, to be special, and feel unique. Explore the Karl Lagerfeld collection at karllagerfeld.com. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. The 
This week it was announced that my former company, Philips Van Usen, known today as PVH for Philips Van Usen, sold its legacy heritage brands to a company called ABG that just happens to be the company where my son works. But they sold out. They failed. They could put whatever spin they want on it. They failed at protecting the legacy. The company had been around for 150 years and had a history. It's like the great luxury companies in Europe. There's a history built over time, and they sold it in favor of Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger, their newer brands. The question, of course, becomes, what happens the next time the new fresh thing shows up? That's a conversation for a little later on. But I am upset. I'm angry. I feel bad for the company. I feel bad for all the people being fired as we speak. They deserve better. And there's no way to put it except the spin you get from corporate America. We, uh, we'll, we'll maximize other brands. You don't get to choose what you like. You have children. You've got to love them all. But anyway, I'm thinking about the Phillips family. They must be turning over in their graves. Hey, Jesse, can I say that? Uh, you already did. <laughs> Is it politically correct? I wouldn't worry about it tonight. I feel like you needed to get a lot off your chest. I worked at that company when the only brand that had significant was Van Usen. And the Phillips family protected it with all their being. They would do anything to preserve and protect their family legacy. In the world of mergers and takeovers that we live in, in fact, I have a great story to tell you. To make a point about Larry Phillips and the Van Usen brand. Jesse, did you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, that I stood up at Montauk Inn with the band and sang Run Around Sue on stage in all my glory? It didn't even end there. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Are you serious? Yeah. Then next up, I'm in Hong Kong. I'm in Reflection Bay in a great restaurant. I'm on stage with a Filipino band singing Chances Are. By the way, the Filipino bands in the Far East are amazing. And there I am singing Chances Are with them. What is that about? Are you trying to do a different career? You're trying to become a band singer? Yeah. Did you ever hear of the Hunt family? No. The Hunt family were these, I guess, robber barons based in Texas. And they were at the front of hostile takeovers in the world. And I don't know how or why they found Phillips Van Usen, but they decided to put on a hostile takeover of Phillips Van Usen. They wanted to take over the company, and our company didn't want to sell. And they went to the shareholders and started offering higher prices for the stock, and we had our hands full. So at the time... While all this was going on, I was kiddingly thinking, if I'm not going to be in work anymore, they're going to buy the company and sell it off in pieces, or who knows what they do. Maybe I ought to become a lounge singer. <laughs> That's how I was getting through the anxiety of this whole takeoff process. I could see it now. You in a black dinner jacket with white pants saying, I see all the ladies out there tonight. You look great. This is Mark Weber. I'm always in fashion. You want to hear one of the greats? I wasn't always in fashion yet, but I certainly knew how to sing. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Anyway, I was fooling around, and um, 
This company was serious about taking us over, and Larry Phillips was beside himself because he didn't want to relinquish the Van Usen company. He didn't want to relinquish the company his family built. He dug in. He had a view that there was a history for the company, and he put it all on the line to protect this brand. First of all, we owned a bunch of different ancillary companies at the time. We owned a sweater company. We owned a large suit company. Cricketeer was one of the brands, and Joseph and Feist Suit Company, I forget where they were based. We owned retail companies in various different parts of the country. He sold it all to protect the brand. He went out and sold them all, and he used the money to buy G.H. Bear Shoe Company. You see, at the time, he believed in outlet retailing. He was one of the founders of outlet retailing right at the cusp of when it began. And Van Usen was the first outlet store brand he opened, with a group of people, and they found that they could sell for great prices direct to the consumer and make a ton of money, and the returns were hundreds of percent rather than 10%. And he believed that if he protected the Van Usen company, they would grow. The distribution would grow in wholesale channels. He'd build an outlet channel, and together it would be a great brand. And as it turned out, he restructured Phillips Van Usen. The Van Usen company has saved the company at all risk to he and his family and his legacy. We opened outlet stores, and Van Usen became the number one shirt in America and led the company to a billion-dollar company during this period in time. And this was before Calvin Klein. It was before Tommy Hilfiger. Van Usen became a billion-dollar company. I was the president of the Van Usen company when I was 34 years old. I had the task of keeping venues and exciting. At the time, we were the number three shirt brand. My bosses couldn't sit well with us being number three. Arrow Shirts was the number one shirt brand, and somebody called Manhattan was number two. We were number three. We never, ever gave up because we cared, because we knew there was a legacy. I kept trying to think, I'll never forget, what do we do? You know, so many brands, what is Van Usen? I struggled with that over the years. We made dress shirts. We made sports shirts. We made various different products. Our outlet stores even had women's wear. The brand continued to grow. But what is Van Usen? I'll never forget. I was in a board meeting. And we had a woman in her 80s, a very, very sophisticated New York businesswoman who had a point of view in marketing. Her name was Estelle Ellis. May she rest in peace. I said, Estelle, I'm always struggling. You know I do the advertising for the company. And for quite some time, I've been struggling. What do I say about Van Usen? How do I keep it relevant? How do I make it solid? How do I make it simple so the customer understands we have all these products? She looked at me, didn't miss a beat, and said, shirts for men, Mark. That's all you have to say. Van Usen is synonymous with shirts for men. And we went on a tear we advertised tens of millions of dollars worth of advertising and shirts for men. But it didn't end there. We're competing. We're number three. We had to be special. I worked for some genius people, and they came up with products that were brilliant. It was extraordinary what we did. In every store we were in, people were surprised how easily accessible these shirts were. They expected venues to be much more expensive. After the name, the name is somewhat foreign. But the quality and the taste level of the shirts was extraordinary. We respected the heritage. I think back now on all the people involved in Van Usen. 
the brilliance of the sales force, the brilliance of the marketing people, the investment the company made in the brand, Larry Phillips' unwillingness to get taken over and paid off the green mail to keep the company. And now here we are. The Heritage Brands failed at Van Usen. There's no way to sugarcoat it. They sold PVH's Heritage Brands. And I'm distraught about it because the truth is you have to care. I'll take a break. When we come back, I'm going to continue this saga. Always in fashion. I am so excited that the world is starting to open up, that we see hope and we're getting interested in the way we look and dress again. I want to talk right now to the women in this country. It's time to come back and you have a tremendous opportunity to look your best again. And I'm particularly excited to talk to you about Casper, the brand for women's related separates. Casper is a very, very stylish, contemporary brand that is going to clearly match the way you want to live your life going forward. There's so many things to do again. There's so many things that you want to accomplish, whether it's at home or at work. Casper has crafted an updated collection, a modern collection of easy, effortless classics that you could wear from morning until night. It's great to be able to wear a wardrobe that you'd wear to work and be proud and you are competitive in that workplace and then go out at night and feel like a woman. I am excited to start meeting people again and seeing people dress their best. Casper also makes the kind of clothes that you would wear for your Zoom phone calls, whether it's a sweater or a blouse. If you wear jeans, great jeans and great tops to go with them. Casper has all of your wardrobe needs. and They cover you great. They're simplistic and yet they're thoughtful with all the detailing and the emphasis on refined fabrics. I like looking at women's clothes. I spent nine years working with Donna Karen. I understand what looks great. Casper has trend right jackets, blouses, dresses, knits. It's an amazing brand and it's been around for a while. And if you don't know it, you should go in and find it and I'll tell you where. You can find the Casper collection at Macy's or online at Macy's.com and, of course, at Casper.com. And by the way, Casper is spelled K-A-S-P-E-R. I don't recommend many brands, but in this case I will. I am impressed with Casper. Ladies, check it out. You'll see I'm right. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Always in fashion. fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. This is Mark Weber. I'm not happy tonight. I'm astounded. It was announced this week that PVH, Phillips Van Usen, sold its heritage. 150 years of history, gone. They sold it, as it turns out, to my son's company for where he works, where he's uh, group president of the fashion brands, and he's going to oversee the brands they bought, which are then using the Izod brand. And I guess, to a certain degree, that makes me happy. It's kind of ironic that the brands I spent 30 years building are now in the hands of my son at a totally different company, but I'm not happy about it. PVH failed to protect the luxury brands, and they sold them. Let me ask you this. Do you think they see it the way you do? Well, there's a new CEO there, and he knows he didn't inherit a healthy company. I think it's easy to say that the brands don't last the test of time, but we have obligations to make them last the test of time, and that's the difference. I assure you, 
that when I was there, yeah, I loved Calvin Klein. It was easy. Tommy Hilfiger, what a great brand. Any of the new designer brands. Calvin Klein was so easy, people were fighting for it. And yes, we put the effort in, we made it great, but it, it was that much harder to keep a legacy going. Where would Louis Vuitton be if they didn't respect a 200-year-old brand? Or Givenchy, or Dior. Where would they be? Where would Hermes be if they didn't respect the history of coach building and horse and buggy riding? Where would anybody be? Nowhere. Yes, the surviving company will do just fine, I am sure. They have two great brands, and maybe they'll use their cash to buy other brands. But all those people and all that history and all of this forfeiture by selling off these brands can't go without me being somewhat upset and saying something about it. In fact, I'll tell you what I want to do. I'm going to have someone read you the headlines of one of the announcements. PVC Corporation to exit Heritage Brands business with a sale of Izod, Van Heusen, Arrow, and Jeffrey Bean Brands to Authentic Brands Group. The PVH Corporation announced today that it has entered into a definitive agreement to sell certain intellectual property and other assets of its Heritage Brands business to Authentic Brands Group and will exit its Heritage Brands business. The cash purchase price for the transaction is approximately $220 million. The transaction includes the Izod, Van Heusen, Arrow, and Jeffrey Bean brand trademarks. Stefan Larson, Chief Executive Officer, PVH Corporation, commented, This was a difficult decision, as we recognize that our heritage brand's business provided the resources that laid the foundation and gave us the opportunity to build PVH into one of the largest fashion companies in the world today. We have been proactively optimizing our heritage brand's business over the past few years while focusing on allocating resources to higher return businesses to maximize shareholder value. We believe ABG is well positioned to develop and invest in these brands for their future success. Mr. Larson continued, We continue to execute on our accelerated recovery priorities across our businesses globally. This transaction reflects our commitment to driving our next chapter of sustainable, profitable growth focused on the Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger brands, our international markets, driving product strength with increased pricing power and margin expansion, and winning in the marketplace through supercharging e-commerce. As I said, PVH sold their heritage. 150 years, gone. Gone. Maybe the next company will do better with it. But I want to talk to you about IZOD because uh, IZOD was a different story. I worked for a fellow who was my mentor my whole career. I loved him more than anything in business. I loved this guy and appreciated what he did for me. To this day, I tell my children all the time that if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have this life we have. I've told him and his family that's the way it was. Yes, I was pretty good and pretty smart, but he made it happen for me, no question about it. At one point in time, our company wasn't growing at the rate it needed to grow. We needed a transaction. We found the ISOD company or say it correctly, my boss did, and he wanted to buy IZOD. We did all the due diligence, and after all is said and done, we got very excited, and we decided to buy it. The problem was Larry Phillips. Larry Phillips was upset with us at the time. He had a plan for a 1,000 outlet stores for Van Usen and a 1,000 outlet stores for some of the other brands. He believed the future of the world was outlet stores. And what he failed to recognize is, yes, they're going to be outlet customers, millions of them. But there are also millions of people who like to shop in department stores. And you can't throw away your department store business in favor of the outlet stores. You had to find balance. And his direction 
we were faltering and we weren't happy, he wasn't happy, that it wasn't turning out the way he wanted. And when we showed up to buy IZOD, he said, the company doesn't have the ability to run my outlet stores. What makes you think they can make an acquisition and be successful? And he fought my boss, the president of the company, with the board. Knock down, knuckle-driving fight in the board meeting. You will not buy this. I refuse. And it came down to, you want to buy this? Then you buy my stock and I'm leaving. And in private session, the board met with Larry. The private session, the board met with my boss. And they agreed to follow my boss, who was 20 years younger than Larry Phillips, who at the time was 66 and felt that the younger guy was the future of the company. And they believed that if we bought IZOD, we had a greater future. And they trusted him. So they made a decision to let Larry leave. But we were buying IZOD. The board and my CEO looked at me after we made this acquisition and said, you're going to run this, Mark. It's all on you. My boss privately told me in session, Mark, should we buy this company? Yes, we should buy it. You're going to have to run it. Are you going to be able to deliver? I give you my word. I'll do everything in my power, and yes, I'll deliver it. So not only did I love the brand and what it represented at the time we were buying it, but I loved the idea that it was on me. I got to that company and I found out the day I got there that the sales division were great, but the management of the Izod company, everyone in management was terrible. After one week, I had to fire them all and bring in a whole new team. First season was amazing. When we bought the company, we had $45 million worth of sales. What we didn't realize was during bankruptcy, The makers in the Far East where the products were being made, particularly in Hong Kong, making all the knit shirts, those beautiful polos that Izod's known for, stopped making them. They stopped knitting the fabric, making the shirts because they didn't know if they'd get paid. The company's in bankruptcy. We had to cancel $30 million, and all we shipped was $14 million that year. My team, myself, was so committed to making Izod successful that we went from 14 million to 350 million within five years. The first year, we did 50 million again. People were lined up. The product was great. I can tell you, you want to talk about caring? I slept in the office when we first started a few times. I couldn't leave. I was so involved in getting the product perfect. When I talk about the legacy brands failing at PVH and them selling them, not on my watch. We bought IZOD. I was going to make it work no matter what. My vision was there were red, white, and blue brands at the time as opposed to black or navy brands. You look at uh, Calvin Klein as a black brand, Tommy Hilfiger, navy, red, and white brand. You look at Perry Ellis, that's a black brand. Ralph Lauren, a navy, red, and white brand. One brand's Americana. The other brands are more modern. IZOD was Americana. Now, the question is, how can you be the fifth horse in a three-horse race? I looked at the others. I looked at Polo. Polo was extraordinary. They were, they are, they still are. I'm excited that I finally left the fashion business to be on radio and kind of wear Polo. I love it. It's so great. But I looked at them and I said, this is a great brand. I love everything it stands for. It looks like, I suppose, Eastern Americana. There's a history there, traditionalism, big universities, but it was a great brand. But they they weren't fun. 
I decided that we're going to be red, white, and blue with some great other colors, but we're going to be more fun than Ralph. We're going to be more active. We're actually going to wear these products to do sports. And that was my vision for the brand. And we went at it as a group. Unbelievable. Every time I did a photograph, I'll never forget this. I started doing bathing suits. Why? Because there was a history of bathing suits with Izod Lacoste. I saw a picture of these guys and gals running down the beach wearing their bathing suits. I loved the way they looked. I resurrected that look entirely. I actually shot the ad again in modern times with our suits, and it looked extraordinary, and I loved it. I rented out boats because I thought yachting and being on boats were a great thing to do, and I had I took very few pictures with people sitting in the boat. Most of them were jumping off the boats, wearing bathing suits with contrast color polo shirts. Our advertising was nothing short of spectacular, but all revolved around red, white, and blue Americana. Of course, we did pinks, we did greens, we did yellows, we did everything. But it was about American fun. And the brand did extraordinary well. Now, talking about fit and my interest in, um, in doing things right, big and tall, I'm going to use these words carefully because I understand we're in a politically correct world right now. But right out of the box, I've been fat my whole life. I've been on a diet my whole life. I've had my great points, my work points, but I've been overweight a lot. So I've seen the struggles. Now, right now, I'm in great shape. Post-COVID, I made a decision to get on a diet three months before. They told us to take off our masks. I lost 27 pounds. I am my less than my college weight. I couldn't ask for a better weight. I couldn't be happier. But I'm, I'm using that as a precursor to talk about people that are overweight. I remember we had a license that wanted to continue when I bought the company. They were big and tall. And the president of the company came to me to renew the license, and he said to me, I want to renew the license. I said, you know what? I'm trying to build a brand. I never see anybody talk about Ralph Lauren, big and tall. I really don't want to be in that business. And he said to me, we're the biggest and best in it. We don't only offer 2XL. We go as high as 7XL. I'm looking at him, and I'm saying to myself, could you imagine putting my logo on a guy who's 7XL? And I told him, no, I wasn't interested. It was all part of protecting the brand. Now, those of you who are going to write the show or scream at the network and complain, I started by saying I live my whole life overweight, so don't start with me. Go find some skinny model. Go bother Brad Pitt, not me, okay? The point is, I did everything. I cared about that brand. And over the course of time, what we did was extraordinary. We sold our own Atlas stores. We sold JCPenney. We sold Macy's. We sold Dillard's. We sold everyone. It did unbelievable. Jesse, you remember going with me to the outlet stores and visiting IZOD's outlets? I loved the outlet stores. They were amazing because you know what it is? They had all of these great colors. They had all of these great shirts and sweaters. They were very cool, active wear. I absolutely loved it. And when I went in there, it's kind of like how I feel in the Uniqlo now. I have to buy a million things. I had to get a million things. And uh, it, it was just an unbelievable time to buy clothing there. When we used to plan vacations, I, and I used to sell the boys on coming with us on vacation, I used to say, I promise we'll go to the outlets for IZOD. Boom, they're all there. I myself had such a wardrobe, I was so proud to wear it. Listen, I was proud to wear it because I cared. 
That's what I'm talking about. I didn't give up on legacy brands. I built them. I didn't give up on heritage. I built them. When I was there, I would wear IZOT exclusively for golf. No other brand. I wore the logo on my hat, on my chest, on my pants, proudly. That's the name of the game. You don't get to pick and choose the brands you like when you run a company. We had great clothes, great styles, great advertising. We marketed and advertised in great places. How about now, Jesse, when we go to the outlets or we go to Macy's and see Isaac? How much are you buying now? Nothing. Nothing. I haven't seen anything I want from Izod in years. I, you know, Polo, Uniqlo, Adidas, Nike. Izod lost its way. It really did. I'm sorry to say it. So those of you at PVH, don't tell me you're selling Izod because you can't get the return. You couldn't keep it exciting. You failed to keep it special. I saw it run from $14 million to $350 million in sales. I cared. You PVH, you didn't. If you cared, you couldn't execute. <sighs> I looked at the advertising. If you look at my advertising, the advertising today, it's chicken, salad, and chicken, you know what. You can't compare it. There are more words and more nonsense in the advertising, and some of my best friends do it. It just lost its way. It's not exciting. They don't have the right product. They don't have the right advertising. And they don't have the right attitude because they didn't care. You failed, PVH. We won't read it that way. That's why I have to say it. I played twice now during this show the article and the statement of the new CEO, Stefan Larson. I don't blame him. Read between the lines what he's saying. This is the first time in 15 years I've mentioned anything negative about that company. Why would I? They were my company. I spent 30 years there. I love the company, regardless of the outcome. I have nothing bad to say except when I look at and hear that they sold the core heritage brands, that they gave away 150-plus year history. I'm not questioning whether they'll have a good company going forward. I'm just questioning whether or not. They understood what they give up. I'm sandblasted off the monuments. I don't exist anywhere. I'm forgotten at PVH. Most people never heard of me. They'll never know of my contributions. That's life. But I would have never let those brands fail. And yes, there's a new company, and I'm sure it's doing well. And I'm hoping my son's company does what needs to be done to make it great. I hope they find some people that care. I'll be back in a minute. Always in fashion. This is Mark Weber. I remember so clearly when Donna Karen hit the scene. It was explosive. She was one of the most dynamic designers in the history of the world, and her product was very, very different from anything anyone in America had ever seen. She was modern. She was New York. She was vibrant. When you looked at the business in those days, there were companies like Ralph Polo or Tommy Hilfiger or Nautica, great traditional American brands, but no one identified modern. You wanted modern, you had to find Giorgio Armani. Black was the basis of his presentation, and everything about it had a European chic to it. But not in America until Donna came. 
Donna was a New York life resident, understood the pace of the city, understood what it was like to live in the city that never sleeps, that goes 24-7. Donna invented DKNY, Donna Karen, New York. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I was in London, and they had built a magnificent four-floor store in a building with an open roof, a glass ceiling. Glass ceiling, I suppose, representing we're changing the way things are done. DKNY was frankly nothing short of extraordinary, both men and both for women. Black was the basis of the brand, although the many colors played off the palette. And they all look good against black. Let's face it, we live active lifestyles. We get up in the morning, we do different things. We work, we play. Evenings is about entertaining and seeing the best that New York has to offer. DKY offers a collection of menswear and womenswear, both footwear, accessories, suits, shirts, ties, women's sportswear, women's activewear that speaks to the lifestyle that goes with you wherever you want to go. And it's always modern. It's always contemporary. It's always at the forefront of what fashion should be with a New York lifestyle in mind. I've lived the life. I was the chairman and CEO of Donna Karen. I understood what that brand meant. And I can tell you, if you want to step out and you want to walk away from your traditional roots, if you want to be modern, you want to make a statement of elegance, but in a New York kind of way, with the sophistication of New York as a person who understands all the city has to offer and all the modern lifestyle in America is about, you find it everywhere. People are forcing themselves, urging themselves to get out and be special and live this lifestyle. DKNY. You can find DKNY at DKNY.com or in Macy's. I'm telling you guys and I'm telling you ladies, you can look chic, you could look special, you look right. DKNY. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. There'll be nothing left for no one If you don't stop living your life Turn to one It was announced this week that PVH, my former company, Philips Van Usen, sold all of its legacy brands, all of its heritage brands, including the Van Usen brand. I'm astounded. I'm saddened. I'm reading the press. I'm sure the surviving company will do just fine. But for the first time in 15 years, I'm making a statement about the company. You failed. You didn't keep the history of the company. Only time will tell how relevant that is. I can only tell you my friends at LVMH understand that the luxury world, that prestige is very often associated with duration and the proof that a brand lasts the test of time. We're in a world that worships new. Divorce rate in the United States is in excess of 50%. It's comprised of people who think the grass is greener, or people who don't appreciate what they have, or people who just covet new. There's always something great around the corner. You just don't have to give up your legacy when you go look for it. Rent a runway, Amazon, Tesla, to name it for you, the first ones that come to mind. These companies bring new meaning to life. The brands they create enrich our lives. 
But shouldn't they or are they at the expense of great brands that came before them? Rent a runway forced companies to look practically at the clothes and prices they were charging. It forced companies to rethink the balance between the collection and the runway to more affordable offshoots. Where would Donna Karen be and where would the Donna Karen runway business have been if it didn't give birth to DKNY? A brand that reached everyone in America. Amazon made it clear to the world, people will buy online. They developed e-commerce. That people understand that if you want to survive now, every company realizes you have to have e-commerce. Tesla saw the future in electronic automobiles. They felt fossil fuels a problem. It's damaging the earth and politically forcing alliances with people who just don't like us. Tesla saw the future. Now every brand, every automobile company is electrifying their fleets. New can be brilliant. New is brilliant. But it doesn't mean at the expense of forgetting your history, giving up your legacy. The history of brands, legacy show, respect your heritage, build those brands. New ideas can be and should be part of your legacy brands. My former company, I said it before, Vitone gets it. They respect what came before them, and they nurture and enhance every one of the brands they own. They have brands that date back 400 years. Don Perignon was developed by a Franciscan monk, I believe, 400 years ago. Dior, one of the world's great brands, was from 1940s. That's when Christian Dior launched it. They respect it. This show, I, I hate to talk about my former company in a negative way, and I'll be careful because I think their surviving PVH company will do great. Calvin Klein is a gimme. It's easy. Tommy Hilfiger is huge, bigger than life, and maybe they'll use cash to buy more companies. But PVH failed to protect its legacy. They no longer have a 150-, 200-year history. I'm not happy, but it doesn't matter. Nowhere does it say that Mark Webber was part of that history, except perhaps to the tens of thousands of PVH employees who came before me, who shared my journey. My son's company, Authentic Brands Group, now has the Heritage Brands. Let's see how they do. Hey, look, I, I get it. I get it. I was there from the very beginning of it. I saw the passion you had in those companies and how great they were. I mentioned it before. The Izod shirts, the Van Usen shirts. I bought a ton of them. They were innovative. They looked great. They were fantastic. It's just unfortunately not where it is today where it was. And for you to see this, I get how disappointed you are and how upset you are. But don't you think that Jared's company is going to do good with these companies, these brands? If there's someone that cares. I grew up with a legacy. I felt it. The next company, I don't know what they're going to feel. His company is very, very good at managing multiple brands. And it certainly is ironic that my son is involved now with the brands that I helped build, even though my name doesn't exist anywhere. But I had to talk tonight. I had to say what was on my mind. I had to say it the way it was. PVH, 
You failed. You didn't protect the legacy. You didn't protect the heritage. With that I say, good luck to all. Good night. Tell me that you need me To help you find a way